KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. For years, Thunder fans have begged LeBron James and Anthony Davis to please actually play in Oklahoma City. Don't sit out. Don't load manage. This is what happens, Thunder fans, when the King descends upon Oklahoma City. 128-99, to the Oklahoma City Thunder fall to the defending NBA champions, Los Angeles Lakers. I am Ryan Chapman, joined by Christine Butterfield. Christine, how are you? Doing good. You're doing good. That's very good. Our producer, your favorite producer's favorite producer behind the glass, the uh, formerly the Deuce Deuce, currently I am Matt Burton. I miss Deuce Deuce. That's me. That Matt, is me. I Matt. am Matt Burton. Yes. Welcome. Welcome in. Welcome in. Like we said, 128 to 99, the Thunder fall. Uh, just real quick here, Shea Gilgis-Alexander led the way for the Thunder. He had 17 points on 5 of 12 shooting. He added two rebounds and an assist. Next up was Isaiah Roby, of all people, 4-7 from the field. Um, got to the free throw line four times, converted three of those. And then looking down, Lou Dort, nine points on three of eight shooting. Darius Baisley, three points on one of five. Poku came in with his first double-digit scoring effort, 10 points on four of nine shooting. And Hami continued his efficient run, nine points on four of six. With all of that being said, Christine, this was the first time all year long. I know that uh, the Thunder have had a game or two that's kind of got away from that hasn't been as competitive, but this is the first time you really saw... This roster, I know that you know the Thunder started off. They're still only five and five. It's a lot better than we thought with the tank coming in. But uh, uh, tonight, the Lakers exposed the holes in this roster. Man, it was just a steamroll. It was just boys playing among men. It was just very, very tragic to watch. I mean, it was like Ryan just said. It's just the first game that you've seen this roster not be able to compete against another team in the NBA because even though they have a couple losses under their belt, they were still pretty close games and they were able to remain competitive throughout the entire game and they would lose because they didn't play consistent four quarters of basketball. Tonight, <laughs> it just it escaped them from probably like the first two minutes. After that, it was it was pretty near over and. It's just, I feel like it's just the LeBron effect. I mean, Lou Dort is one of the best defenders in the NBA, but you can't guard LeBron James. It's just impossible. And when you have someone that dynamic on your court with Anthony Davis, I mean, Anthony Davis was balling out tonight. And also Dennis Schroeder returned back to OKC and he was having a good night as well. When you factor in all of those things, you just have to put up enough points to not make it embarrassing. And right. I mean, the Lakers won by 29, almost by 30, so... Failed. The Thunder failed on that front Epic there. fail. Yeah, and, and I mean, you said, look, uh, LeBron James, he obviously looked uh, very locked in tonight. Probably has to do with some of the mess that was talked uh, in the wake of the James Harden trade, which we will get to hang around to the third segment of the show. We'll go around the association. We will hit on all of that. But yeah, LeBron James, he was great tonight. 26 points on 9 of 20 shooting, but the guy that killed... Oklahoma City right out of the gate was Anthony Davis. Lakers started the game off on a 14-4 run. Davis poured in nine of those, and my gosh, 
poor Darius Baisley, poor Isaiah Roby, but but mainly Baisley here. We've kind of talked about that initially he, he had this little spurt to start off the season where everyone's saying, wow, Baisley's poised to take this step forward. He's looking more aggressive. And then as they've kind of gotten to the meat of the schedule, Baisley's been called upon to defend the best player on, on the other team, and he's having to have that balance. You talked about it a lot yesterday, Christine, in the postgame show uh, on the loss to the San Antonio Spurs, that Baisley really has struggled with having to defend the best player on the floor and then having any energy offensively. He didn't put up as many shots tonight, just one of five shooting, but uh, I don't think anyone's really going to blame him, Matt, because when Anthony Davis is playing like Anthony Davis did in the first quarter, like there's a reason... Then Anthony Davis is the perfect person to pair with LeBron to extend his career. Yeah, and I also think Anthony Davis is a perfect person for just in general. Just just in general, one of the perfect players to go along with whoever. Um, yeah, this one tonight, it really felt to me. And I said this to Christine earlier. It it felt like the Lakers were just going through the motions. Yeah, and still won by thirty. Yeah, like, well, it felt like they didn't just give that all out effort because they didn't really need to. It was. Uh, it was not competitive at all, but yeah, no. What you're talking about with Baisley, um, it is it is crazy to me that he that he wouldn't have any energy from you know guarding the best player. I mean, he's like what 20 years old. I'm like, man, but that he is getting some like like KD the other night. Like, what are you people, do? people yeah. are being people are being hard hard on him on on Twitter for he was doing about as good a job as you can do guarding Kevin Durant. At least he, he was had his putting head, in effort. He had his know? hand. He had his hand in his face multiple times. Katie was just making him, and that's hey. Why I, I tweeted this? I was like, why are we being crit, uh, critical of Darius Baisley for doing what no one else has done since Katie's gotten the league, which is just like flat out stop him. Right. I like, mean, you can't. You just have to hope he misses a few. And that was the that was a similar thing tonight. And AD's a different animal too because he can take you down low. He can step out about eighteen feet. And kill you from there. Uh, it, it just a couple tough draws in this these past couple games for Darius Baisley. Yeah, I mean Matt touched on it, and I think he hit it on the head too. The thing, the best thing you can do against players like Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis is contain them because there's no way you're going to stop them. They're going to get to the rim. They're going to make their shots. It's just because they're so dynamic and they're so aggressive. The best thing you can do is to limit their possibilities, try to make sure that they don't get the ball more than they need to. And that's the best you can do. And I think that Darius Baisley in the past couple of games has shown defensively he's doing everything he can to try to contain these top-tier players that are probably a little bit bigger than him anyways because he's an undersized four. So when he's guarding against players of that size that have way more experience, are older, know how to get what they want you aren't going to be as successful. And when you're put, exerting that much energy on the defensive end, that is going to hurt your shooting effectiveness on the opposite side of the floor. So I don't have an issue really with seeing that Darius Baisley's numbers have gone down just because you can tell that he's making such a big effort on the defensive end. And that does help in the long run, it, even though it doesn't look as you know appealing to the eye when you just see Darius Baisley's going one of five. Right. It's not obviously what you want from someone that's supposed to be kind of one of your bookends of the franchise, but you have to take what he's given you. And he's giving you maximum effort on the defensive end. He's giving you those stops when he can, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, and, and tonight especially, he was not helped out. A, you know, we've covered extensively. This matchup is just 
It's a, it's a pain for any, for any big in the league, but it being the second night of a back-to-back, George Hill did play, but Al Horford did not. That's what we've come to expect on, on the second night of back-to-backs. Al Horford not being there meant that Isaiah Roby had to slide in beside him. And Isaiah Roby, he played fine. Um, you know, his, Fine? I thought he played well. I, he was pretty bad defensively. I, mean, oh, I thought well. he he was like horrid on well, the defensive end of the floor, but I mean, yeah. like you're not expecting much from him anyway. He was he was really nice offensively. I um, thought he pushed the place well whenever yeah, they're in transition. There was some uh, there was some point guard Roby. Um, you know, this is you know the the new school philosophy, the the modern basketball the Thunder want to play is whoever gets that rebound just push the pace. He went coast to coast. You know, yeah. twice had two really nice drives there. So I you know we'll get to that in a second, but. Um, on the defensive end of the floor, though, Isaiah Roby was poor. And that did not give Darius Baisley any reprieve whatsoever. There was no, hey, we can switch this and, and you can, I, I can take this next five seconds off. There was none of that because anytime no. he got switched, Baisley's like, no, I, I need to get back over there. But like you said, Christine, Roby, he was fine offensively. And then, you know, this is a guy that you were kind of high on. Um, when cut day was happening and all of us were kind of like, you know, Roby's probably going to be the guy that gets the axe. So uh, this is your time to shine. Roby, his 11 point performance that has to be, a, I'm not even going to look it up. That has to be a career high for Isaiah Roby. <laughs> I mean, I think it was definitely a strong night for him offensively. Like he's just, he's not at that place yet to be able to contain or even handle someone like Anthony Davis. So I think even though he didn't do a great job defensively, he made up for it on the offensive end because let's let's face it, no one was really getting the job done for the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. But he was able to kind of show that he can compete with those guys if given the opportunity just by pushing the pace and transition, making sure he was making smart decisions when he had the ball. And I think that every time he went to the rim or every time he tried to get a shot, he took his shots well and he recognized what shot selection was going to be best for him. And that's something that moving forward is going to be good to see. And for him to be able to fit in with the stars with the Thunder tonight, for him to be able to kind of get in the mix a little bit and show why he has a lot of strengths and show his strengths off to Mark Dagnalt and show why he can be kind of a part of the Thunder core for maybe a couple of years. I thought it was pretty good. So I'm not, I, I'm still, I'm still pro Isaiah Roby over here. No, like it wasn't a bad performance by any means. Um, it, it just wasn't the help that the Thunder needed defensively against what is well, the best who, team in the league. Well, who else are they going to put out there? Oleski Pokashevsky well, to I'm guard s- Anthony Davis? That's what I'm saying. That with no Al Horford, who's not exactly like he's not exactly what you think of. Who wants? Who are you going to throw out there to stop Anthony Davis? Al Horford's not number one on my list. But when he's not there, this kind of. Um, this is the the big hole in the Thunder There's roster right now. Yeah, yeah, like right now you've got a lot of tweeners between Pokashevsky, Mascala, Roby, Baisley. When Horford's not there, like it's going to be tough sledding for anyone. So yeah. uh, all of that to say, um, I don't think anyone's really blaming Darius Baisley for not being able to bottle up Anthony Davis. No one here especially. Yeah, no one here. No one here. Well, there is one other man who might that would be tv's jerry that pesky little bridge troll he will join us on the other side fresh out of thunder coach mark dagnalt's post-game availability again the lakers roll the thunder 128 to 99 we've got jerry on the other side and we're going to check in on a lot of the other young guys pokashevsky and his undershirt all of that and more when the franchise first take that post-game show returns 
The Los Angeles Lakers, 128-99 to winners over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Really a couple of bright spots here. SGA, 17 points on 5 of 12 shooting. Isaiah Roby, 11 points on 4 of 7. Poku got into double figures. Alexei Pokashevsky, the Serbian Slim Jim, uh, Mr. Sleeves himself, 10 points on 4 of 9 shooting. Hami Diallo continued his efficient run, 9 points on 4 of 6 shooting. I'm Ryan Chapman, joined by Christine Butterfield and Matt Burton. Go ahead, give us all a follow at I am Matt Burton on the Twitter machine, at CB on Sports, at Radio's Ryan. If somehow you're listening to this show and following us, but not the franchise at franchise okay please follow that tweet in if you have any questions comments concerns any of the sort don't follow jerry though yeah don't follow jerry jerry is uh head coach thunder head coach mark dagnall is finishing up so jerry's a little late joining us who knew it's okay we've got plenty of stuff but for now i know this one's going to be tough but matt do we want to get to our thunder player of the game now the franchise thunder player of the game brought to you by volkswagen of edmund now matt and i we're trying to show the world that chivalry isn't dead so christine ladies first who is your thunder player of the game oh thanks guys thunder player of the game (laughs) thunder player of the game for me i'm gonna go with lou dort here because interesting because I think he first I <laughs> I'm looking at Matt's face like hmm. no I'm, hey you can pick anyone you're gonna be surprised by mine too. yeah you you do okay. you boo boo okay as I, the kids would say I feel like I'm not excited for yours but I'm but I'm gonna go, go ahead. ahead I'm gonna go ahead and say my piece I think Lou Dort's defensive assignments tonight obviously one of the toughest and while it was slightly unsuccessful I feel like it was probably one of the better performances defensively we've seen against LeBron for a while and he was he made the most threes for the Thunder tonight so he made he was three of six that's the main reason he was three of six tonight for the Thunder from the three-point range so for me gotta give it to him very efficient from deep for Lou Dort uh, LeBron James was only held to a mere 45% from the field, 5 of 8 from deep, 26 points, I'm 7 s- assists. I'm saying, like, it's impossible to stop this guy. I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, he. I said, I literally said in my explanation, he was unsuccessful. But it was a. It was one of the better, you know what I no, mean? No, Lou Dort was good on the offensive end of the floor. It's not the night that you're used to seeing from him because he looked like every other dude in the league trying to guard LeBron James, which is like a bad night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like He did a fine job, I guess. We're used to seeing Lou Dort uh, perform really well. Lock he did him not. up. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, I said it was unsuccessful, to be fair. So, Well, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to take the easy way out because I think it won't you know, take Matt's. I, I'm just going to take SGA. 17 yeah. points, 5 of 12 shooting. He was the only player that I thought looked like he belonged on the floor with the Lakers, quite honestly. Fair. So for that, I'm going to go with SGA, which is a good sign. He's that guy that if, if you only have one, you'd rather it be him than a George Hill or an Al Horford. So, uh, Matt, who is your Thunder player of the game? First off, can you guys hear me? Yes. You, you can hear me. All right, cool. I had to I had to switch up the mics because this I was getting tired of holding this one up. It's <laughs> it's broken. It's dangly. <laughs> it's broke. It's dangly. It's broken. So, I love the laziness of our professor. Said, I switched it up. <laughs> it's broke. Producer. It's broke. I switched it up. Um... This is probably going to be the only time that I can ever pick this guy for player of the game. I know I'm about to be really annoyed. Go ahead. Alexei Pokushevsky, my player of the game tonight. Ten points, three blocks, four rebounds, two assists, four of nine from the field, two of four from the three-point line. This is probably going to be my only time I can ever pick him as player of the game. 
And, hey, I think he played all right tonight. I know he's playing mostly against the backups, but, hey, I'll take it. And I feel like we really need to stop being so critical of him. I was about to say the undershirt's back. Side-eyeing, side-eyeing Christine. 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 need to stop being so critical of him. He's I'm not, the youngest I'm player not in done. the league. No, I'm not done. Thoughts on the undershirt? Hate it more than anything in the entire world. I think it's disgusting. I think it's um, just... It, it's not good. It doesn't look good on him. His arms are super tiny, so it's not helping him at all. And I, I don't think it's helping. I don't think it. I don't think it fits in. I don't think he fits in, and I don't think it helps him fit in. Yeah. Well, we can we can get into this in the next segment. I think it all plays into. He's a youngster. It's uh, my headband theory. We can get into that, but. We have, uh, what is the opposite of a youngster? An old hag, a bag of fleas. Uh, Jerry Ramsey. Uh, can you hear me? I hope he couldn't. Anyway, fresh out of head coach Mark Dagnall's postgame availability. Jerry, first off, welcome. Second, uh, Coach Dagnall, what did he have to say about the Thunder's you know, worst loss of the season? Bag of fleas? What the hell's a bag of fleas? It's old, which is what you are. No, I am aged fine like a wine. What kind of whiskey do you want to buy? What kind of scotch? You want aged scotch? Cheap because I'm. That's what you want. You want a a good moth, yeah. You want a mature lover. That's what you want. That's you want age. You You want anywhere. So and that uh, was Jerry Ramsey. (laughs) Thank you, thank you very much for having me. Uh, Oh, coach, you know, oh, oh, positive. Only about, what, 10, 11 games into his coaching career, Dagnalt. I mean, every single game is an evaluation. Everything is, you know, they break it down, possession by possession, all the good stuff, like all that great stuff. And I don't know if you know this, but Pop uh, pop Quiz, you know what? I'll ask the only guy that actually put his hand on the hardwood. Uh, Matt Burton. <laughs> I knew this was coming. This, right. is, this is early today. You brought this out early. Well, I just because Mark Dagnall says this, uh, he was asked, what's the message that you give to these guys whenever you know the game is going the way it's going? And how many minutes in a game, Matt? What, 48? It's a 48-minute game. And uh, that is what I want to hear. I want to hear my coach telling my guys it's a 48-minute game because maybe somebody's sitting around going, oh, my gosh, that's right, 48 minutes. We have to play for 48 minutes. And then next thing you know, Jaime Diallo throws a uh, 64-footer or 70-footer, and, and boom, you're right back you know, within 20. Um, and then, too, he was asked about Pokashevsky. Christine, I, I know, you know the undershirt's disgusting and all that good stuff, but did you realize, one – his defense is ahead of his offense, according to uh, Coach Dagnall. And two, that he grew an inch and a half from the summer till now. He's grown an inch and a half? Yes, he has. I bet you that's just from ordinarily stretching and actually going to the weight room. Here's the deal, too. It was his European coach who told Dagnall that. Like, are you sure the measurements weren't messed up because they do metric system and yeah. we do standard? I think they just got it lost in translation. Didn't carry the one. Conversion, convert. Stuff. I never could convert. Uh, that is the one thing. Uh, I, in, in anything, nice. I was just not a converter at all. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Mark. I mean, what do you do after a game like this? And now you've had a couple. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, a very disenchanted team in Miami, and uh, nobody really remembers what happens. Uh, what happened on New Year's Eve against the Pelicans? So, just it's gonna, you know, the ebbs and flows, and when it flows, it's gonna flow heavy. 
Hey, Jerry, I actually wanted to start off start off the questioning tonight. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh I know, gosh. right? It's weird, right? Wow. I know, it's weird for all of us here. Come at um, you strong. But did you get big league tonight or did you get to ask a question? I think that's what that was all that was on our minds tonight. So did you get to ask <laughs> Mark Dagnall a question? I'll be very honest. I didn't have many questions uh, from what I saw tonight. A lot of answers uh, were right in front of me, but I did in the uh, pregame. I was actually on the uh, the call, and I asked about the the, the question I was going to ask last night, uh, and it was still because my my questions are so solid. Uh, it was you know relevant today. Is you know what was his like finger? What, how could he put the finger on not being able to win a game at home? I think tonight opponent would have been a good answer. Uh, but he said before the game, there's really nothing that you can throw into it like that. That's and I, I guess the word is real. I'll get the quote later on. But there's there's nothing like real that you can throw in there. There's no uh, offense or defense or physical or tangible thing that you can do trying to win at home. And there's really it's a weird season. There's there's really not a home court advantage. So he he really couldn't put his finger on why they couldn't play well at home. Yeah, I think that's interesting because they have not won at home yet, and we're used to seeing teams obviously have a home identity, and it seems the Thunder's home identity is losing and or tanking right now, but I think one of the only players for the Thunder that really showed up tonight, which Ryan Chapman touched on a second ago, was your favorite, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and I just kind of wanted your thoughts on how he played tonight. Uh, did he play? I, you know, I did. I saw. I thought I saw the Lakers play a ton, uh, and uh, I, I guess he came away into some positive stuff. I know they had decent numbers. He was the only guy in uh, double-digit scoring for a long time uh, before joined by his younger, uh, you know, stud counterpoint uh, counterpartner in uh, Poku. But uh, you, you look at you know, five of twelve isn't anything to write home about. Uh, two rebounds, one assist, and it's getting to the point where. Some of these brothers need to make some of the the shots that uh, Shea is passing to. Them. You are you okay? <laughs> I just, something just went hor- I just went horribly wrong. Something uh, in the ghost of the machine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, all right. Anyway, that is Jerry Ramsey. He's my CPAP. Us. My CPAP hey, machine. Hey, got back, back up. Off, a little bit. Back <laughs> off. Me and Brady Trantham, the only two. To grace this post-game show with CPAPs. Wow. And you don't want to deal with me on a day when I don't have my machine, Jerry. I am a cranky, cranky boy. Anyway, that's... Jerry, um, Ryan is a poodle, and he needs his beauty Gosh. rest. This, uh, that, you're listening to Jerry Ramsey. joining us on the Lose Hot and Ready Hotline. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, Jerry, two questions. First off, expanding on SGA... Uh, you know, we kind of talked about this in the arena because, you know, the franchise shows out. We have all the people, boots on the ground, root to the toot, all of the Absolutely. Hashtag boots to asses. Any any others that we're missing? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, good. Uh, George Hill played a lot on the ball tonight, which I found to be really odd. Like, the Thunder started off the game. We kind of talked about how uh, the Lakers immediately went on a run. And then when George Hill was moved to the bench and, and the ball was given back to Shea, that's when the Thunder offense started to move. Like I kind of thought that was the whole point of this season was to put him on, in uncomfortable situations, have him you know, sink or float with the ball. What good does it do for this Thunder franchise and for the future if up against the best competition, they kind of revert back to, to slotting him over at that number two? 
Well, I mean, you still have George Hill here for you're still paying the brother. It's not, you know, he's not here in, in community service. He didn't do anything wrong, and he has to serve so many hours with the Thunder before he goes plays with a real team. I mean, he's an NBA player and he's here on the roster. Might as well use him against the world champion Lakers. I mean, I I get what happened. It still didn't help. I, you know, did Dagnall think that maybe if you took some of the pressure off uh, SGA early, that it wouldn't snowball the way it did? It, it just, no matter what they did, the Lakers were going to pound him. And I think that that was part of the plan. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, talking about this Lakers team, Jerry, last one before we get you out of here. Uh, how do you think they're going to be able to stack up? Obviously, the James Harden trade happens, and everyone with a brain said that, you know, Brooklyn, that's obviously going to work, you know, really well. They're the NBA champions. Like, what's the point of even playing this season? How, how do you think the Lakers responded in, in, that, in that adversity tonight, Jerry? I, you know what? I, I think that, I actually do think that. Uh, it was curtains for Oklahoma whenever Oklahoma City whenever that trade happened because I thought that you know LeBron and Anthony Davis were going to show out and you know they did. It was a big hits package. It was like going to go see your favorite classic rock artist. I mean Freebird. They opened up and closed with Freebird. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty intense tonight and in what they were trying to do. They proved their point and yeah. They're still the champions. They're still deep. They're still rich uh, and uh, chocolatey flavored. Uh, and I thought that even Dennis Schroeder uh, came to make a point. Oh, my gosh. I have to go, guys. Alexei Pokashevsky has now taken the podium. Uh, deuces. See you later. All right, Jerry. Thank you very much. Get out of here. Go talk to the dude with all the... Oh, wait, wait, Jerry. You still here? How many shirts does he have on? He's gone. He's gone. Jerry's gone. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want the answer to that anyway. Yeah, that was Jerry Ramsey. You can find him all over everywhere because the man just can't say no. If there's a camera, he will be there, but mainly 11 to 3 on the franchise on our Monday through Friday slate. Before we hit the break, though, guys, we do have the other award to hand out. We had our player of the game, but Matt, you want to go tanking? We're good! Tanking! We're going tanking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody! Ryan, I have to ask, do you think the people know how much we love this intro? I, they have to. Like, I mean, look, I was, I'm not going to lie, guys. When the Thunder, you know, got to 500, this was a great segment idea by Matt before the season. I was like, are we going to have to retool this baby no there's there's always plenty of room to go tanking through the quad for your tank commander of the game i'm going to start everyone off sorry dealer is dead chivalry is dead you got the player of the game that's the important one everyone tunes in for that my tank commander of the game jerry said i think quote you got to pay the brother he's still an nba player yeah, well, he can still be eligible to be put on this list. George Hill, my take commander of the game. I don't care what the stats say, you know, 10 points on 4 of 8 shooting. George Hill was a net negative tonight. He was getting just dominated on the defensive end of the floor. He The, the offense didn't flow, all of that stuff. Like, I, I believe that him playing the point tonight was a huge reason as to why this Thunder team fell into that hole early and just kept falling, you know, obviously much less talented than the Lakers. But it could have been a... 15-point games and about 30-point games. So George Hill, my tank commander of the game. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go with Mike Muscala. I I thought he should have played a lot better tonight. He only was one of six from behind the arc. You got to be better. Come on. I mean, it's your second game back from the injury or whatever. I, th- I think that 
a lot of people expected a lot more out of him, and so do I. So he's going to be my take commander of the game tonight. The man's ribs. I think I'm going to cheat. Our dad. Oh, he's cheating? I think I'm going to cheat. I'm going to pick LeBron James as my take commander <laughs> of the game. <laughs> Fair. I, think, Fair. I mean, hey, he was basically just toying with the Thunder the entire game. I mean, shooting eight threes. Making five of them. Hey, he looked at all of them. So <laughs> that's true. That's at least the Thunder had that respect is that him and Dennis Shooter are not making side bets on the bench in the fourth quarter. Right. They were probably they were probably making side bets uh, just by how much that they would win by. Or hey, LeBron, I bet you won't shoot eight threes in this game and make more than half of them. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm cheating. I'm going LeBron James. Basically, just the Lakers as a whole. Uh, thank you. Very good. Very good. All right. We've got one more segment left on the other side. We'll go around the association. We will dig deeper into that hardened trade that broke the NBA. And uh, who knows? More hijinks, more shenanigans. All of that and more coming up on the First Take Thunder Post Game Show. I remember you told me. Please. This is not karaoke hour. This is a post-game show, Christine. Ugh, but it's and, Backstreet Boys. I and the Thunder oh, lost 128-99, to which means there's tons to talk about, right? Sure. Sure. I'm really glad that you caught yourself on Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I got so upset. No, Matt, I am so upset with myself. It just, your face was just so depressing to me. I'm so I was heartbroken for a second. <laughs> You know, it the, slipped out. I'm sorry. Look, Matt, just if you have it, play the around and associate. Let's just get out of this. Christine's in an awkward spot. She's vulnerable. We, we just need to move out of this. I don't like people. It's your time to shine, Mr. Deuce Deuce. It's my time to shine, but give me a second because I don't have my scoreboard ready. <laughs> Perfect. Your favorite producer's <laughs> favorite producer. Always on top of it. Always ready. <laughs> Uh, for whatever gets thrown my way. He's a legend. Look, he's having to deal with Jerry Ramsey's in the background. He actually <laughs> got to ask a question. I know, to I was listening to Jerry, yeah. The Serbian Slim Jim, Alexei Pokashevsky. Shout out to Jerry for doing work, I guess. He's not here because he hates us. Who knows? Anyway, uh, you know. Let's go around the association with Jerry's going to Jerry. Jerry is going to Jerry. The Mavericks traveled to Charlotte tonight and got the victory 104 to 93. Luka Doncic with 34, 13 boards and 9 assists. And uh PJ Walker, no, Terry Rozier led the way for the Hornets. Real uh you know, two very exciting teams. The Mavericks are streaking right now. Are they? They've moved to the quad. I believe they have <laughs> moved uh, Willie Cauley signed to the starting lineup, and they're streaking. They're streaking. Come on, streaking. everybody, let's go! <laughs> they're going take it. No, <laughs> they're going not take that. it. Not, no. that. Oh, not not that team. I run that. That's my bad. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks got the better of Jerry's Detroit Pistons tonight in Detroit, one ten to one hundred one. Giannis with a twenty-two point ten rebound, ten assist, triple double. And Blake Griffin and Jeremy Grant led the way, both with 22 for the Pistons. Is it just me, or is it convenient that Jerry is never on around the association when the Pistons lose? Because that would be like every well, night. He's, yeah, he's never on. Well, he's never on it, but I'm just saying, very convenient. Very convenient. He's well, ducking us. Also, the Pistons took a big hit today. We'll get to this here in a second, as soon as we're done with the association, but they are no longer the league le- leader in centers. Oh, that's true. We are going to get into that once we read a score, another score from tonight. Uh, the Grizzlies went to Minnesota tonight and got the victory 118 
to 107. Jonas Valanciunas led the way for the Grizzlies with 24 and 16 boards. Uh, Malik Beasley led the way for the Timberwolves with 28 points. Guys, the Timberwolves are uh, they're going to be some tough competition in the West for the Thunder down there at the bottom. Yeah, they excel. They excel. They're too good at being bad. They're really good at that. Uh, a couple more games in progress before we get to the last final, and you will find out why the last final. I'm saving that for last. Uh, the As Sacramento the Kings. <laughs> the Sacramento. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. No, do it now. Uh, no, the uh, Sacramento Kings are up 62-54 right now with three minutes left in the second quarter. And uh, in LA, the Clippers are up four right now, 43-39 to with about three minutes left in the second quarter against the Pelicans. And the other game from tonight, the New York New York game. The Brooklyn Nets taking on the New York Knicks. Brooklyn Nets got the victory, 116 to 109. Kevin Durant led the way with 26 points. Kyrie Irving's still not there. <laughs> Where's Kyrie? Where, Where is in Kyrie? The world? Uh, kids today are going to grow up with the game Where in the World is Kyrie Irving instead Prob- of. I mean, he probably fell off his flat earth. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just I just hope. He found the end, finally. That the Brooklyn right Nets. Right off the cliff. Opened up the buffet after the game because oh, they broke basketball today, or at least the basketball world. NBA Twitter was ablaze. Finally, it happened. James Harden has been dealt. Buckle in, everyone. Here is the compensation. It ended up being a four teamer. James Harden went to the Brooklyn Nets. That is the only asset that went to the Nets. The Rockets got Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum. Rodonis Crucis, I think that's how you say it. Probably not. Three Brooklyn first-rounders in 2022-2024-2026. The Milwaukee first in the 2022 draft. That's an unprotected. And four first-round pick swaps with Brooklyn. The Pacers obviously got involved as Old Depot went to the Rockets. Karis LeVert in a second-rounder went the way of the Pacers. And the Cleveland Cavaliers, they were the middleman here. A lot of people had a, you know their eyes on the Thunder. Would the Thunder be a team that gets involved in any James Harden trade just to be the salary dump um, and, and get some compensation? It was not. It was the Cavs. They got Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince. So, Christine, I'll go to you first. The headline here. James Harden going to the Brooklyn Nets. We don't know if Kyrie Irving's going to play. Kevin Durant is back, obviously, but the Nets had to get rid of Kara Silver, Jared Allen. A lot of their really great depth. Is this all going to work? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. No. No. I mean, this is going to be the most dramatic locker room ever, right? You have to think. For sure. I mean, it's, it's got to be up there. Because any, any locker room with Gilbert Arenas in it, I feel like, has to be... Uh, <laughs> any... That's True. up there. Anyone with Dennis Rodman, you know what I mean? But as far as right. like superstar studded super teams, probably the most dramatic. A hundred percent. Because you think about how Kevin Durant, I feel like he has a like a you know, like a complex where if he's not the best player, he feels short sighted and he feels like he doesn't matter. Well and but he, he wants to be the best player but not the leader. It's no, that's that's the weird thing. It's so it's it's so contradicting, right? He's the he is Kevin Durant is the greatest role player to ever play the game. Absolutely. No, I hundred percent agree. And so but like he he can never be the leader, but he wants to be the best player. And most of the times those two things go hand in hand. So 
it makes for a very difficult situation when he's trying to become, you know, the best or whatever. And so you have him trying to be the best, but then not the best because he can't be a leader. And then you have James Harden coming in and he doesn't give an F about other people's feelings and also is a is a whiny player because he doesn't he needs like I don't think James Harden will be happy anywhere, frankly. Well, last so that was the thing. So last night was was it last night the press conference where James Harden steps yes. up to the podium and at the end of it he's basically just like I- I've done everything I can do. I love this city. He's <laughs> like I don't think that this can I don't be think fixed. This can be fixed. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like you're the problem. <laughs> right. Like John Wall's looking at him over the course of the games as Harden's throwing these lazy passes all around, and John Wall's just like we're trying to play basketball, and he's like it's really hard when you got one guy that won't buy in. The guy was James Harden, so he always uh, tries to be the victim in the situation. I feel like this whole situation, he's trying to be the victim, and it's like, dude, you're the problem. Well, so here, here is the problem, and it's it's Houston's making. So when Houston, before James Harden came along, you know, Houston was just looking for that guy. They're looking for a superstar. They needed somebody else as Yao Ming's health deteriorated because th- they couldn't handle being a relevant franchise, and no one can really blame them. And then James Harden comes along, and I think that he exceeds not just the Thunder's expectations or, or Houston, but everyone's expectations. And Houston had a bona fide star, a guy that's a top five player in the league, and everything that's come out over these last few months have basically been that the Rockets were so afraid of that walking away or that becoming unhappy that they just capitulated to James Harden and they gave him everything he wanted. And that is the problem is that you can't go almost a decade with no boundaries, no give and take at all. It's just, hey, we make the schedule around this guy. If James wants to fly out a day late so we can go to the club, we're going to fly out a day Like You can't have all of that, and then all of a sudden, now you're trying to crack down and say, we're actually going to be a professional franchise. Like, Of course James Harden is going to feel this way, Of course, because he's going to be like, guys, what the heck? This is what you know my experience in the NBA has been my entire career, basically, and now you're trying to tell me that we're not going to do it this way and, and all this stuff. So like, uh, while I, it's not right, and it is a mess of James Harden's making, I can see, at least from his perspective, why he feels this way. Is it warped and twisted? Yes. But uh, I, I guess the big question is, Matt, Brooklyn was on his approved list, so it didn't end up being a situation where the, Har- where the Houston Rockets basically double-burdened him and said, we're going to yeah. send you wherever for whatever's the best package for us. The Rockets got great compensation. If they can re-sign Oladipo, like that's going to be Oladipo and John Wall will be a f- really fun team. Is James Harden, Matt, is it too far gone? Do you think that he can get himself into shape and, and mentally back to a place where this Nets team can truly compete for an NBA championship? Yeah, I, I, th- I think he can get into shape, but I do I do agree with you, Chris. With you guys, I I feel like it's it's like watching a train wreck about to happen. Like with all those ego, like with Kyrie doing whatever the hell he's been doing, and then KD. We all know we all know his kind of uh, temperament and personality, and then now we see this James James Harden what he's been doing these past however many months, and I just I don't know. I the person I feel bad for is Steve Nash. I think Steve Nash is thinking, like, why did I sign up for this? Like, why did I sign up to do this job? Oh, he's like, definitely he thinking can, I'm yeah. not getting paid enough He's right like, now. yeah, I, I just want to go back to coaching Team Canada. <laughs> Shea Gilgis-Alexander wouldn't treat me like this. Um, but, no, I, I think all that, all that being said, right, that it is, it is like a train wreck about to happen. It's like watching a train wreck about to happen. It is. Yeah. But if it does work out, if they do buy in, 
that is the most talented team in the NBA. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah. So that's they, that's the tweet. only thing. That's that's the big if. Yeah. That is the big if. A huge if. That is if a you huge will. if. But that's what everyone's got to like. If they if they do buy in, if somehow Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni and that staff can get them to buy in, that they're going to be they're going to be scary. And, and I think that's why this has been looming the entire off season. This is like everyone knows the relationship that James Harden and Kevin Durant have, and the affinity they have for each other. This is exactly why, kind of bring it back to tonight, this Los Angeles Lakers team went out and, and made the moves that they did in the offseason. This Lakers team felt like, yes, they won a title, but they won a title with a skeleton crew. Obviously, you had guys opting out, things like that. This is why they went out and basically swiped Montrez Harrell, got Marcus Gasol to come in, got a Dennis Schroeder. Like, it's hard for me to put those rosters together. Like, I'm rooting for the Nets to figure this out so bad. Because when you just start thinking about what that team could look like versus this Lakers squad in an NBA Finals, I think this could be one of the all-time great final series. If it happens, obviously there's a huge, huge road ahead. And, and the, the big if, two big ifs, will James Harden buy in? Will Kyrie Irving play another game yeah, Will he season? be back? Yeah. Yeah. So th- those are two big ifs, but I, I just... Man, if Kyrie Irving and James Harden screw around and deprive us of what this Lakers Nets finals could be, I'm done. I'm done with both of them. Chapman said, "I'm out." Also, I'm another out. just just hilarious that the Nets did it again. The Nets traded their entire draft for the next however many years, seven years now. I can't. I can't they wait. did it again. I can't wait for the rule where you can only you can only ever trade out two of your first round picks because the <laughs> right, Nets are time. dead again. Yeah. Like, they're dead gonna, again. The NBA is going to take over the Nets. Just be like, stop it, stop. quit, please, please stop. Be like, guys, guys, yeah, this is not a, the strategy. This putting you on a twenty year freeze of trading first round picks. You. Th- the NBA talk, this is me in my head thinking the NBA talking to the Nets. The NBA is going to be like, you are the only team not allowed to do this any longer. And you need, it's like a mom taking away your phone. You know, it's like when you understand the responsibility, you may have this privilege <laughs> yeah. back. The Nets are grounded. The Nets They're are grounded. grounded. Adam <laughs> Silver grounded. is going to ground the Nets. All right, guys. Uh, the Thunder, like we said, got pounded tonight, 128-99, dropping it to the Lakers. They turn around now on Friday. They play the Bulls, hosting Chicago. That, my friends, is really the only winnable game, on paper at least, uh, of this schedule going forward. They, they're hosting the Bulls before they host Philadelphia on Sunday. Then the next week, a quick road trip at Denver, um, a two-game series at the Clippers, and at Portland in Phoenix to finish off the road trip. My friends, the Thunder don't win the Chicago game. Are they about to drop like five straight? Probably. I think so. The tank. I definitely think so. The tank is going to be shaping up. Christine, Matt, you have any final thoughts on this one before we get out of here? <laughs> on, on this game? This one? Yes. No. On this no. game. Yes. <laughs> on this <laughs> game right here, Matt. The Lakers? No. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> Lakers good. Yeah, Thunder they, back. The La- we watched the Lakers uh, jog around and win by thirty tonight. So the lackadaisical Lakers just took right. control. They're they're in they're in. Uh, look, I I will say look, though, I thought Dennis Schroeder did well, and it was good to see him back in the Chesapeake Arena. I mean, this I think this is why the Lakers went out and got Schroeder because LeBron coast in the regular season is a thing. Schroeder's just not that guy. He's not built for that. So put Schroeder on the ball and just be like, you will go out and you will win us the one seed. And then LeBron will come in and just rearrange the offense and change it up for the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag built different. 
built different indeed. All right, guys, our programming resumes tomorrow at 6 a.m. You've got your normal lineup, the Franchise Morning Show. Todd Lizenby and Eddie Radosvich will get your morning started. Be sure you keep that radio dial locked in right here on the franchise. For all of us, Matt Burton, I am Matt Burton on Twitter. Christine Butterfield at CB on Sports. I am Ryan Chapman at Radio's Ryan. We will see you next time. Last uh, last time again, just for everyone who, who really loves hearing this, 128 to 99. Thunder drop it to the Lakers. This has been your first take Thunder postgame show.